This is Scott Becker with the Becker Private Equity Podcast. I, I, I don't want you to be fooled by the title today. Once we get past part of this, it will be a serious business podcast. Uh, again, feel free to text me at 773-766-5322. If you like this, tell me which podcast it is. If you're the first person to text me, we'll send you a $50 Amazon gift certificate uh, for thanking you for listening. you got to be the first person. You can't be somebody that gets a gift card all the time. Uh, if you've collected it more than a couple times this year, you're, you're not qualified. But but feel free to text me, 773-766-5322. Tell me whether you like or hate this. We're going to cover a variety of subjects. Today's discussion is losing to friends in sports plus 12 other business stories. And I promise once I get past the part and losing to friends in sports, this will become a much more serious podcast. So the first story is I had the unfortunate situation of losing to close friends in a what's called a platform tennis match last night. And I'll name them by names because they're not very good. They're not very athletic. They're not very smart. But I managed to lose them anyways. Those two are Jeff Seifman and Chris Engelman. In any sports where it's a couples team, a peer team, the, the traditional effort is to say that I didn't mess up. It was all my partner's fault. In this case, it was not. I'd say equal blame or more blame for losing the two people that are wonderful people and barely coordinated and not particularly great athletes, but we did lose. Now, the real thought is losing to friends is far worse than losing to people you don't know. It, 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 it's, it's fine. You lose to people you don't know. It's anonymous. It is what it is. When I lose to friends, I have to see them all year. I need them to tell, they'll tell their other friends that they beat us. And it makes for literally a horrible, horrible weekend year. So that's the discussion on losing to friends in sports. I think it's probably true in almost any sports. That's our first discussion today. That's a less serious discussion, but I hope it resonates with some people. Our second discussion today is oil prices are rising on really two things. Iran threatening to try and push the entire Muslim world not to sell oil to Israel, gas to Israel. Second, U.S. reserves in an effort to fight inflation the last couple of years, being at really close to all-time lows, which is a horrible place to be. The reserves should have never been used to fight inflation. They should be used in, in its true emergency. That's the second story we're following today. The third story today on both the mix of inflation and the mix of international strife, the markets are down almost 1% today. We'll see if that holds throughout the day. Fourth story, Morgan Stanley down today uh, nearly 8%. Profits were down year-to-date. It's down almost 13%. Things, they're heavily focused on investment banking versus wealth management. The investment banking management business has been particularly down. Uh, our, our fifth story today comes back to something that is 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 a is a personal discussion about things, is a, a business discussion about things. There are two types of people in this world, as far as I could tell. There are those that are nice when they have an ulterior motive, and there are those that are nice when there's an infinite game. They just they just happen to try and be nice to everybody, and it's karma. Life works out for them and stuff like that. We have huge negativity towards those that are nice for a purpose uh, versus those that are just genuinely nice and try and be nice to people and supportive of people and, and thankful for people, you know, versus having an alternative motive whenever they do something. Now, all of us have motives. We all have ego. We have all other kinds of things. 
but, but sometimes that connectivity between what you need and your behavior is too closely aligned for my own comfort, and I think it's bad karma. Few relationships, few business relationships is an infinite game. You know, they, they always say, who you see on the way up, you're going to see on the way down. So you better be nice to those people on the way up. And that's not just the reason to do it. That's sort of an authoritarian motive, but you ought to view it as life is a long-term game. It's an infinite game. Try and be nice to people. It's a much better way to go through life. Just don't do it because you have a motive to do it. The worst thing in life we see is people that are nice to people above them, horrible to people below them, at least in terms of a career ladder type of perspective. Don't be like that. The sixth story we found today, 10-year treasury yield jumped to 4.9%. Again, another sign, not the apocalypse is upon us, but that rates will stay high for a longer period of time. We're actually starting to see people that are serious investors start to think about buying 10-year treasuries. Seventh, Bitcoin uh, up to about 28400 It's a little bit down today, but overall doing well. Eighth, Barclays, the bank stock, down almost 15% today, a bad day, no bueno for Barclays. Ninth, NVIDIA down 4%. It's having a tremendous year, still up 200% for the year, but this is based on the U.S. putting some limits on what chips will be sold to China, particularly some of the AI NVIDIA chips. The 10th story following Tesla, Tesla down about 4% today. People start still waiting to see exactly what happened with their earnings. Their delivery is about 440000 for the quarter, which is really an amazing thing, how many cars are delivering given that this was a startup audio manufacturer not too long ago. The 11th story we're, we're, we're following is this issue on college campuses. Yesterday, a bunch of college students on the Penn State campus, you know, either dumb, mean, malicious, funded by terror organizations, shouting, we want Jewish genocide, you know, again, the, the college campuses have to deal with this issue in the, the context of free speech. But we do know if people are shouting, we want black genocide, we want gay genocide, we want female genocide, we want male genocide, we want Asian genocide, whatever it might be, that college campuses wouldn't be so even toned on it. It's really fascinating to see some of the leaders of college campuses try and take a soft line on some of this. The flip side is there are leaders of college campuses that just aren't allowing this this kind of aggressive talk in their campus where people are actually calling for the genocide of a certain race, religious, or ethnic group. So sort of a very seriously fascinating issue. Twelfth story, not a social story, Lenovo, the computer company, down almost 11% today. And finally, the 13th one is another serious discussion story, and this will call social engineering quotas in the zero-sum game. And this deals, for example, with college admissions, medical school admissions, and a lot of other things. We're in this fascinating situation where we know that we need more, for example, black and Latin American doctors, Latino doctors. It's so important for so many reasons. At the same time, we're trying to avoid the situation where we are not letting people into med school, not letting people into residence because of the color of their skin, because they're Asian or Indian American, uh, because there's some perception that we've got that they're overrepresented in med school or in certain STEM places and so forth. This concept of trying to help one group by discriminating against another group is an awful concept. It's something that's happened throughout our country at different times, the 20s and 30s. There were quotas on Jewish people going to Ivy League schools because they were overrepresented versus the other people in the population. Here we've got these two conflicting goals. We don't want racism against Asians, Indian Americans, anyplace else. 
We also do want more black and Latin and female doctors and so forth and so on. And the concept has to be, we've got to move towards this concept of this is not a zero-sum game. Somehow or another, we've got to get ourselves to fund those additional residency spots so that we're not discriminating against certain highly qualified candidates for other social engineering goals, where those social engineering goals are very, very important and also have the impact to really improve healthcare in black and Latin and other communities and in our country as a whole. So somehow or another, we have to bridge this gap between social engineering, affirmative action, making sure we have enough representative people from other cultures, from other cultures, and not discriminating against Asian Americans, Indian Americans, and other. In any event, a very challenging set of issues. We've got a separate podcast on it. We try and hit this issue as much as we can down the middle. It's a fascinating issue. I, I want to thank you all for listening. We're hyper-supportive of National Medical Fellowships, an organization run by Micheline Davis, who's brilliant, who tries to make sure more blacks, more people of color are in medical school. We agree with that fully. We just want to increase the pie as well. We want to do both. Thank you for listening. We've got separate podcasts on a couple of these issues today. Uh, the Penn students chanting Jewish genocide. We want Jewish genocide. We've got a separate podcast on this topic, social engineering quotas in the zero-sum game. Thank you for listening to the Becker Private Equity Podcast. And thank you, as always, to the brilliant Grace Keller, uh, one of our brilliant producers for recording this today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, again, if you're the first person to text me, whether you love or hate this, text me at 773-766-5322. The only PS postscript is the people that text me cannot be Derek Fish, um, Jeff Seifman, or Chris Engelman, who were there to see my demise last night in that platform tennis match. Thank you for listening.